Hi, welcome to our study of Song of Songs. Today, in this lesson, we're going to be looking at chapter 3, verse 1 through verse 5. I've entitled chapter 3 as Discovering the Messiah. On my bed, night after night, I sought him, whom my soul loves. I sought him, but did not find him. Too often we get stuck in our comfort zones. We're not willing to get up and do the legwork. We're, we'd rather sit back and just listen to other people tell us about God and, 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 what God and how the Bible goes. But we can't do that. We've got to do the work ourselves. In Mark chapter 6, verse 5 through verse 6, Jesus could, could do no miracle in Nazareth except he laid a few hands, he laid his hands on a few and healed them and wondered at their unbelief. He could have done all kinds of miracles, but they wouldn't bring anybody to them because they didn't believe that he was who he claimed to be, the Messiah. And too often people, they hear about Christ in this day and age, but they're just too lazy to get up and go look into the scriptures and check it out. I must, this is talking to us, every one of us, I must arise and go about the city, in the streets and in the squares. I must seek him who my soul loves. I sought him but did not find him. I love that word must. It's the responsibility is on us. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who seek him, or as the King James would say, of those who diligently, diligently seek him. Onus on us to do the work. This is what you've got to do. The watchman who made the rounds in the city found me, and I said, have you seen him whom my soul loves? Who are the watchmen? Well, it, if we go to chapter 5, verse 7, we see it again. The watchmen who make the rounds in the city found me. They struck me and wounded me. The guardsmen of the walls took away my shawl, took my shawl from me. In the first one, she sees them and they don't say anything to her. In the second one, they beat her up. What's the difference? Well, in this chapter at the end, we're looking at the crucifixion. The Jews didn't bother with the followers of Christ. They persecuted Christ. And in the, and after Christ was, was, uh, was crucified, then we see the book of Acts, which is the Jews going after God's people, the Christians. So the watchmen are the Pharisees and Sadducees. They're the ones that are protecting the, the Judaism. And they had absolutely no answers, just contempt. And Jesus concerning them said, leave them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. If a blind, guide, if a, if a blind man guides a blind man, both are going to fall into the pit. Just leave them alone. Now this is kind of off track, but one reason for so many pairs in this book, I believe, is to help interpret the text. Because you, the, you see them in chapter 3, then you see them in chapter 5, and put the two together. It's kind of like in the, in the Old Testament, you see the prophecies of the Christ. In the New Testament, you see the fulfillment of those prophecies, so then you can know that Jesus is the Messiah. You got to have one, two. It's like a one-two punch. You do not, you do not want to depend upon Egyptian or Persian poetry and love songs to understand Song of Solomon. I mean, how do, how do we use crass to interpret the spiritual? If the Bible can't interpret the Bible, then you're dependent upon scholars to understand God, and you can't be dependent upon others to understand God. In First John, chapter two, twenty-six to twenty-seven. He writes, these things I have written to you concerning those who are trying to deceive you. As for the anointing which you receive from him abides in you. 
you received that anointing when you were immersed for the forgiveness of your sins and you received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you have no need for anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things and is true and is not a lie, and just as he has taught you, you abide in him. We ask God to give us the wisdom and he gives us the wisdom through the Holy Spirit which indwells in us. But there is one, one, uh, warning, sign, one warning statement by John in chapter 4 verse 1. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So when you think you have an understanding, you need to bounce it off the brethren, because they have the Holy Spirit. We're two or more gathered together. There I, so we, we use each other to make sure that I'm not listening to a different spirit. I've always got to test the things which I believe with the brethren so we correct each other. It is a group work that we are endeavoring to do to have a deeper understanding of God's word. Scarcely had I left them. Who? The watchman in, in verse 4. When I found him whom my soul loves. You got to walk away from the false teachings. You got to walk away from the denominations. When you're seeking after God, you got to leave the traditions and whatever those other people are doing and you got to get into the word of God. If anyone comes to me and doesn't hate his own father, mother, and children, cannot be my disciple. Which Jesus is not saying it's to hate them. It's to not listen to them anymore. you got to walk away from whatever religion that you grew up in and get into the truth of God's word. That's what you're going to find. They had to leave Judaism to be able to find Christianity. And as soon as you do that, you're going to find Christ. But you have to die to those. When I found him whom my soul loves, I died to myself. Jesus says you need to put new wine into new wineskins. You can't put new wine into old wineskins. They're going to break. So you've got to be that new creature. The old man needs to die so the new can arise. Paul says, I count all things to be in loss and uh, to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish, so that I may gain Christ. All that study that he has done in, in, in the Old Testament, he says rubbish. He's leaving that all go. He's hanging on to the Old Testament, the Word, but not the Jewish teachings. If you've been in a denomination or wherever, you can hang on to the New Testament. You hang on to the Old Testament, what you understand there. But now, everything's going to be understood differently. You have to reinterpret it. Paul had to disappear for three years to reprogram himself into the truth of God's word. I held on to him and would not let him go until I brought him to my mother's house, into the room of her who conceived me. This word room, look it up. It's the same word. It's translated chambers in chapter 1, verse 4. There's another pair that I kind of missed because of the difference in the translations. Chambers, it's not a good translation. The good translation is inner room, a private room. In Matthew 6, 6, Jesus says, but you, when you pray, go into your inner room. In the King James, what does it say? It says, go into your closet, right? Well, that's a bad translation for us today. Inner room is, is, is better. And in the Greek, it's the word temion, which really translates as treasury. 
And closet, if you look up in the dictionary, it's older understanding of what a closet is. It's a small private room for reading and meditation. That's the inner room. The inner room is not a bedroom, but it's your private study. Sometimes it can be a bedroom. You have to tell by the context. This is not a bedroom that she's talking about. This is talking about that study. Her mother is Judaism, the Old Testament. John 5, 46, 47, if you believe Moses, you believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? You got to believe the Old Testament, but you got to believe it from the Christian perspective, from, from through the eyes of Christ. For they receive the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures. Here's the Bereans again. You got to dive into the Old Testament. There's that prophecy of the old understood through the fulfillment of the new. There's that one-two punch to understand who Christ is. Who conceived me? Now this is spiritual conception. 2 Timothy 1.5, I'm mindful of the sincere faith within you, Paul says to Timothy, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I'm sure that is in you as well. Jesus says to us, truly, truly, I say to you, to Nicodemus, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Born, begotten of water, the Word of God, and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, you got to fill up with the, with the Word of God and the Spirit can convict us, now we can enter into the kingdom. It's a begotten. It's not, that's your spiritual conception. That's how you need to see that. And then we finish off this section by saying, I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the, by the gazelles or by the hinds of the field, that you, will, that you will not arouse or awaken love until it pleases. In John chapter 1, we read, As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become, the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born, who were begotten, not of blood. You are not born a Christian, nor of the will of the flesh. You can't make yourself a Christian, nor of the will of man. The preacher can't make you a Christian. You can't make anybody a Christian. They have to be begotten by God, convicted by God through his word. So therefore, do not arouse or awaken love until it pleases. Our responsibility is teach the truth. Help them to get excited in the word. And when that becomes real to them, then they're going to say to you, brethren, what do we need to do to be saved? Then you can give them the answer. We need to bring them to the question. To become a Christian, one needs to put in the effort themselves. You cannot do the work for, for other people. You have to help them to get into the text. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. If you do not know you have eternal life, you better get back into the Word of God and you better start putting it into practice. If you're a Christian today, you can know that you have eternal life because of the things you believe and the things that you've done by, by making the Word of God real. And if that's not true, then you need to get back into some good studies. Thank you for watching.